Thank you for joining us here at Celebration Church, where we celebrate God, celebrate people, and celebrate life. We hope you enjoy today's message. All right, Holy Spirit, we thank you so much for your presence. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you that you are moving. We thank you that there is an outpouring of your spirit, that you have graced this church to carry. We thank you for the apostolic grace upon this church. We thank you for the healing grace upon this church. And most of all, we thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are the center of this church. Have your way this morning in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles, why don't you turn to Psalm chapter 91. Last week uh, was a phenomenal service. Uh, We are hungry for God. We are pushing in. We want to see heaven invade earth. If it's not in heaven, we don't want it. (laughs) If it's not in heaven, we don't want it. It's not our inheritance. It's not our portion. There's no pain in heaven. Therefore, we get rid of pain in Jesus' name. There's no sickness in heaven. There's no loneliness in heaven. There's no discouragement in heaven. So we come and we rise up in the power of the Holy Spirit, knowing that he has graced and anointed us to carry revival in our hearts. And I can sense it stirring. This Wednesday night, if you're hungry for more of God, be here. We're going for it. We're going for more of God. And uh, we're just going to keep going for more of him because he is worthy of all the worship and all the praise and all the honour. I'm, um, I'm actually going to read this. You can turn there and read it in your translation, but I want to read this from the King James. And I, have, I don't use the King James very often, but it's up on the screen. It says this. It says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall, ab- shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, My God, in him I trust. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I want to speak for a couple of minutes today about the secret place. The secret place. The secret place. Jesus was a man of the secret place. It says in Mark chapter 1, verse 35, the next morning Jesus got up long before daylight, left the house while it was dark and made his way to a secluded place to give himself to prayer. Often Jesus would get away from the crowd, get away from the noise, and he would spend time with just him and the Father. He would get away to a secluded place. He would get away to an isolated place, one translation says. A place that is so away from all the noise that it's just him and God. And that's God's inheritance for us. God is calling us to the secret place. What is the secret place? The secret place is a place where it is only you and God. We are so challenged in our life for attention. We are so challenged every day. Distractions hit us left, right and centre. Social media has made it so easy to be distracted. This thing, this phone, you now have someone who can contact you anytime this phone is on and it will take your attention. 
we have to be so aware that everything is vying for our attention. But God is actually saying to us, He wants our attention. He is somebody who is hungry for our attention. He longs to spend time with you and I. He longs to spend time in communion with his people. The highlight of his day, no doubt, is when you stop and turn your attention to him. When you stop the noise and you be still and you know that he is God. And by doing so, what happens is you draw God's presence into your atmosphere. You draw heaven into your atmosphere. The reality is this, is that we learn heaven in the secret place. What does your secret place look like? For me, my secret place, no doubt, is when I go for a walk with my dog and I can turn my attention to him, to God, not my dog, to God. No doubt, I think about it, my secret place is when I Today I was in the office and I just had my headphones in and I was just worshipping Jesus. When I'm at home and I turn the TV off and I turn the noise off and my phone off and I just lift up my voice to Jesus. When I'm driving in the car and I'm just me and God and I'm just enjoying his presence. These are the moments that God uses to create something in our hearts. And I want you to walk away from today being passionate about the secret place. The secret place is what it sounds like. It's a secret place with you and God. Secrets like that are fun. It's me and God. It's an adventure of God and I. It's us hanging out. You've got to understand, church, there are certain blessings that you will only ever receive in the secret place. Let that drop in your spirit. There are, only, there are certain blessings that you will only receive in the secret place. And if we neglect to spend time in the secret place with God, we forego those blessings. We forego those revelations. We forego those experiences. <clears throat> There's these presents, gifts that God has. He wants to pour out upon your life. And when we get too busy to actually stop and glorify him, what happens is we forego of certain things because there are certain things that he will only pour out in the secret place. In that place of worship, in that place of his word, in that place of prayer, and we say, Holy Spirit, I come before you, not just in a corporate setting, not just on Sunday, but before church on a Sunday, I'm going to take time in the secret place. I heard someone preach once and they said that they have a prayer chair at home. Charlie and I are looking for a prayer chair for me. We've been looking for a few years now. I'm very particular about the type of chair I want. So if you want to offer to give me a chair, I'll probably say no. Maybe it's the exact chair, so maybe. A, but ultimately, <clears throat> I'm trying to find this certain chair, certain style of chair. It's not cheap, the chair that I like. So I'm looking around on Gumtree to find something. And... And anyway, I heard this speaker and he said that when he sits in that chair in the morning with his Bible, even his kids know not to disturb him, that's his quiet place with God. And that's not to say he doesn't love his kids. It's to teach the kids that 
Dad needs some time with just me and my Heavenly Father. Yeah? And there's something about that. There's something about having a place you go to where God can just download heaven into your heart, speak to your heart, you can enjoy his presence, and you can minister to him. He delights in intimacy with you. When we went to Bethel a few weeks ago, I, uh, we turned up in a car park, and it was at the town hall, the, the meetings, because the church couldn't contain. They had 2,000 delegates, and the church is too small. So they went to the local civic centre. And so it's not a Christian building. It's a community centre. But as soon as I got out of the car in the car park, I could sense God's presence. There was no music. There was no preaching at that time. There was no, it was just me getting out of the car, walking towards the church. And I'm just like, I sense God's here. I just know, I just, one thing I'm so thankful for is I've just got a, an acute awareness of when his tangible presence is upon a meeting, I can sense it. And, and, and I just, I just thought, I thought, oh, God is here. This is going to be a great week. But you know why I think God does that? Because the people who were there were so hungry to encounter God. They were pre-service already hungry. Pre-service, they were already spending time worshipping the Lord so that when the band gets up here, they're already in it. They're already past the place of trying to get past all their busy week. They're in. That is our inheritance. How do we see a move of God in our city? We learn to practice his presence at home. We learn to spend time in worship at home. How if we go on this week at home, putting on some music and just lifting up holy hands in the secret place, in the place that nobody knows, in the place that no one will ever hear about, the place where the only audience you have is heaven. That is what gives you power what you do privately gives you power publicly. Can I hear an amen? Because that's actually really good preaching. Matthew chapter 6, verse 6 says, But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in, uh, in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. There is power in a godly secret. There is power in a place when you get away and it's just you and God and you shut the door and you lift up holy hands and God sees that secret place and a blessing or a reward flows towards you. Who wants more blessing? Who wants more reward? Well, you've got this open door called the secret place. (laughs) I just want to stir your hunger today. The secret place is available to everybody. Everyone here can enter in through the blood of Jesus into the secret place. Let's be, let's be really honest. The world makes our heads spin often. There is so much static often. I need more of the secret place. You know, Jesus said he only done what he saw his father do. Where did he see his father do it? In a secret place. People, his disciples, got angry because they couldn't find him. 
Where are you, Jesus? We're going to look after you. You're the Messiah. We're going to look after you. Where you can't just disappear. It's like they were his bodyguards and they were looking after him, but he was just, I've got to go spend time with my father. And guess what? Spending, spending it with you, Peter, right now isn't going to help me. <laughs> James, right now, you're distracting me. You're a great guy. I love you, but you're distracting me. The only place I can really dial in sometimes is when I'm in an isolated place on a mountain somewhere, away from all the crowd, all the noise, all the distraction, and I'm going to just zone in, and I'm going to see, Father God, what you're doing. (laughs) I'm going to see what you're doing. You see, I'm a prophetic person. You hear me speak about our church and speak about what God has. So what I'm doing, I'm dialing and saying, Father, what are you doing? Because in my heart, I can already see it happening. I can see buildings too small. I can see people getting here hours early to line up to just receive, to just receive healing, breakthrough, presence, and not from the preacher, from Chloe Webster, from Vicki Hudson, <laughs> from John O'Strawn. Because they come in going, when my shadow touches a person next to me, man, God's going to move. You see, it comes back to them believing that in their secret place. Because those who go to the secret place, they shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I love how it says, He who dwelleth, he that dwells, he that lives in the secret place. How cool is that? Am I stirring some hunger today? Well, let me stir a bit more. In a secret place, you have to understand that when you need provision, provision is found in the secret place. If you need joy, joy is found in the secret place. If you're sitting here going, what's the secret place? I still don't get it. It's when literally, as as practical as this, go into your bedroom, close the door, put on the new Leland album and lift up holy hands and worship Jesus. That's what I do at the moment. I just lift him up. I just lift up, I worship him. He might bring a scripture to my heart, I might read a scripture and I shut away the noise and it's just me and the Father. That is the secret place. If you need life, it's found in the secret place. If you are anxious, if you are down, peace will overflow in the secret place of his presence. Safety is found in the secret place. Your purpose is found in the secret place. And I love this one. Home is found in the secret place. <laughs> I don't know if it happens to you, but whenever <clears throat> I get into a place of just God encounter, just me and God, God moving in my heart, and I just, just get overwhelmed by his presence, this sense of home fills my heart. Anyone have that? Anyone else have that? And I just go, I feel like I'm home. I just feel like this is where I'm meant to be all the time. Now, I have to fight to get there. I have to be disciplined to get there. I have to make time to get there. Because when I wake up, my mind is already racing. When I go come here, there's already challenges. When I go you know, in traffic and someone cuts me off, there's already a, whatever's happening, there's always challenges. When you're at work, there's, with your family, whatever it is, there's always noise. So I have to take a moment and go, God, I'm going to breathe in your presence. I'm just going to take a moment this morning. 
we were, uh, a few of us were chatting about some church things in the office. And before I came out, I thought, I, I want to be on the door this morning. But I thought, no, no, I need to take a few minutes to breathe. I just need a few minutes of worship, a few minutes to still my heart, a few minutes to hear the heart of God. Lord, this morning we need you to move in a powerful way. And I, so I wasn't on the door. I was in the office and I was just like, God, I've just got to just still my heart before you. The secret place. There is nothing greater than meeting God in the secret place. There is nothing greater than meeting God in the secret place. What a big statement. That's a very absolute statement. There is nothing greater. Getting married isn't greater. Having kids isn't greater. Getting your dream job isn't greater. Nothing is greater than you meeting God in that secret place. Because everything you are comes out of that secret place. You know that you can influence cities and nations from the secret place. You can influence cities and nations from the secret place. And I love this quote. It says, A man never stands taller than when he is on his knees. In other words, when he's in prayer, he stands so tall in God's kingdom that he can move mountains. There are prayer warriors in this place. You've been praying for years. Keep praying. The breakthroughs we receive now, hey, that's because you've been praying. We've changed our prayer meeting now, pre-service. We have worship now. Like we go for it. We have people who pray over every seat in this place. If you're a prayer here, don't sleep in Sunday. Sunday's not about us. It's about him. Get here. Get here and pray. Why? Because God has graced you to be someone who intercedes from the secret place. How good is that? I'm just going to just skip ahead for a second. Everything that you and I are today are a reflection of the secret place, are a reflection of who I am in the secret place. Yeah? Everything, good and bad, (laughs) right now, your good day and your bad day ultimately reflects your secret place. Therefore, if you're not spending time hooking in to the secret place, spending time with him in that quiet place, what happens is we start to manifest things that aren't kingdom. Because we manifest what we're most aware of. So when you're most aware of heaven's reality, you start to bring heaven's reality. When you spend time in worship, you're bringing heaven's reality and atmosphere into your heart. When you're spending time on the Word, you're becoming more like God because you are partaking, you're eating the bread of life. So that's why Christians can get into trouble because this is their meal for the week and then they don't eat again till next Sunday. And who knows, if you eat one meal a week, after six months you're going to be very, very, very malnourished. And you see this in Christians often because They don't know how to feed themselves. And so when they have something given to them on a Sunday that might be a bit the vegetable they don't like, they spit it out and go, I'm going to a new restaurant. Yeah? I'm going to the church down the road because they do more fried chicken. (laughs) So we have to be mature. 
We have to be grown up and say, you know what, I'm going to feed myself the bread of life at home. I'm going to read the Word of God every day. And Sunday, I'm just going to bring what I had in my quiet place. I'm going to bring what I had in my secret place. You know what, because if I'm fed at home, then when I'm here on Sunday and there's someone in need, I have enough in me to give to them. What does it say? It says, my cup will overflow. (laughs) But I'll be honest, I know what it's like to neglect the secret place. And I know what it's like to get to Sundays and feel like you're trying to catch up and your prayer and worship is, God, I'm sorry for not spending time with you this week. I've been so busy. Please forgive me. Instead of being prepared because God wants you to sit at the table with him. Your greatest blessings often will not be found on a Sunday but on your Monday. (laughs) Now, don't get me wrong. There's corporate blessing, which is amazing. But there's something about just you and God. This is good, isn't it? Yeah? This is foundational. And I know it's very, I know it's very kind of, that's basic Christian 101, but maybe we need to get back to Christian 101. Because listen, maybe we have to go back to go forward. <laughs> go back to the well, go back to what God did to go forward because we can get so complicated sometimes. How's your secret place? You know God's joy is found in a secret place. I love this. So, <clears throat> you've heard me say it, if you've been in the church for a while, that I get bored with church sometimes. I've been in so many church services, I just get a bit bored, to be honest. I just, when I was away, I, something changed in me. I had to go back to go forward. And God was like, come to church to worship me. Oh, okay, I'm a pastor and I should know that. Yeah. So right now, I don't really care about anything else. I just want to worship him. In worship, I just want to worship him. I don't even care if there's, you know, I used to be like so pedantic about, oh, is all the instruments working? And I was like, oh. Jesus, you are worthy of all the praise. I just love you. I just want to lift your name. And, 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 and I know that the song service will come to an end soon, but I thank you that it's only a, a fraction of what we do at home anyway. And it's actually brought joy back into my heart when it comes to his house. Because it's so easy to get caught up in all the, especially as a pastor, all the things that are going wrong. You know, we need more workers here, we need more help here, we need something done outside. And it's like you get caught up in that and God's like, no, no, come back. Come back to go forward. Come back to worship. Come back to the secret place. Come back to simplicity. Come back to just spending time with me. Come back to just finding the first flame joy, the first love, the first moment, the encounters. Come back to that place where you worship me to the point where you can't help but be overwhelmed. Come back to me because I love you. Now, when we do this at home, the exciting thing is this. When we dig deep at home with God, when we spend time with him at home. And by the way, I'm not just, if, if you've been doing the same quiet time for 20 years and you're feeling a bit like, oh, it's going okay, go deeper. Maybe do something a little bit different. Maybe lift your voice. Maybe make your quiet time a loud time for a while. Maybe get some different worship. Maybe don't do that Bible plan you do every year for the last 10 years. Maybe 
go down a bit of a different path. Maybe there's different blessing. You know that what you overcome in the secret place, you overcome publicly. The wrestles you have in the secret place become evident publicly. What you declare in the secret place gives power to what you declare publicly. God is often doing things in the secret place, hidden away, getting things ready. And Psalm 139.15 says, My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. And that talks obviously about a baby in the womb, but it's also speaking about spiritual things. Often it's what you, what you overcome in a secret place that's actually creating your destiny. It's in the unseen that he fashions your character to carry your call. It's in the unseen that he fashions your character to carry your call. There's plenty of gifted preachers, plenty, plenty of gifted worshippers, different people. Gifting is great and it's godly, but if you don't have the character to carry that, you're going to fall over like Samson did. Samson had the gift of strength, but he didn't have the character to sustain it and he fell over at the end of the day. We have to go through the process of the secret place. In Genesis 32, Jacob wrestled with God in a secret place. And through this, what happened, church? He became Israel. I love it. You read it in Genesis 32. It says he sent away his servants and then he sent away his family and it was just him alone with God. And then he wrestles with God all night. And he wrestles and he wrestles to the point where the angel says to him, hey, listen, let's not do this anymore. And he says, I will not let you go till you bless me. It was in the secret place, the secret wrestle, that gave him the power and the authority to go from being Jacob to becoming a nation. Let that sink in your spirit right now. Because some of us are thinking like a single person, like a Jacob, and God says, I've called you to be a nation. But notice something about Jacob. The wrestle in the secret place caused him to go from someone who walked normally to somebody who had a limp. It says that God touched his hip and he couldn't walk properly. So when people saw Jacob from a long way off, they saw the limp. And the limp became a God finger mark on the call of Jacob. You see, when you're wrestling with God in the secret place, when you're going through challenges, don't shy away. Don't go and get counselling because you're going through a tough moment. Maybe God's just trying to help you wrestle past the pain. Nothing against counsellors, but you've got to understand the difference between needing that and needing to keep lifting the name of Jesus, keep honouring him and realise that the wrestle is tough. It's painful. It's misunderstood. It's not comfortable. Don't be so, let's not be so um, committed to comfort. And let's be real, in Australia we are, we love comfort. We love comfort. Often people choose churches based on how comfortable the seat is. Hey, well you're lucky here because the seats are pretty terrible. If you're here, you're hungry for God, I guess. 
And Jacob would walk with this limp, but he was no longer Jacob. He was Israel. He went from being the man who had a prophecy spoken over him to now he fulfilled that prophecy. You see, the secret place takes you from a prophetic inclination, a word from God, to actually walking in to the very call and very steps, the very destiny God has for us. (laughs) You know, what? most people would have looked at Jacob and felt sorry for him. He can't walk properly, I feel sorry for him. Jacob's heart, he would have went, that's where God touched me. That's where God changed my life. That's where God completely messed me up in all the best possible ways. That's when God took me from being Jacob, someone who was a, a cheat, someone who was dishonest, to being Israel, the one that now stands, the house of God, the church. Maybe you might feel like you have a bit of a limp. Maybe it's God's blessing. But sometimes that limp only happens in the secret place. <laughs> I love this. I'm nearly there. And by the way, at the end, I'm going to pray for anybody who wants a fresh touch from God, anyone who needs healing. My wife was healed two weeks ago from 10 years of chronic pain. She had twisted hips and she, uh, she got healed. And she hasn't had any pain since. Our God is a God who heals. It is powerful to offer a sacrifice of worship in the secret place. This is something that you can only do here on earth to give glory to God in the midst of your pain. When you get to heaven, there's no pain. Worship is powerful up in heaven, but it's different. To offer God a sacrifice of worship in the midst of your trial, to offer him a sacrifice of worship in the midst of your misunderstanding, not understanding, your persecution, your heartache, your heartbreak creates something so powerful. There is a certain aroma that God loves when a Christian in the midst of their pain will still choose to worship, would still choose to lift up the name of Jesus. And let's be really honest, sometimes in life we have really, really heartbreaking things happen. Pain is very, very, very real. And, you know, I went through something recently and I said to Charlotte, I feel like I'm going through a heart, like a, a breakup, not with us, but just it's something in my heart. I just felt like, I feel like the pain is so real to me. And I had a choice. Do I shrink back and feel sorry for myself? Or do I put on some worship a little bit louder? Do I lift up his name a little bit louder? Do I take the moment to give him all the glory even though I might not understand or I might feel like I've fallen short or I might feel like something is happening out of my control? Do I say, Jesus, I will worship you in the midst of the storm. I'll worship you when I don't understand it. Will I lift your name up? My emotion doesn't want to. My heart doesn't feel like it. But I choose to lift up your holy name and to have that in the secret place is game-changing. Because many won't do that. Many will shrink back in the midst of pain. And many will blame God in the midst of pain. That's where victims, a victim spirit happens. And God says, no, 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 lift me up still. Lift me up. Even if you don't get it, lift me up. In the midst of suffering, lift me up. 
and there is power in the sacrifice of worship. As we finish this morning, we are outward expressions of our secret place. You know, as a church, I just want to encourage you, and I'm just I'm taking us on a journey. Next Sunday, come to church hungry. If there's a spare seat near you, bring someone who needs help. Come to church hungry because God wants to meet with us. What we are on the edge of is very unique. You know that there's been revivals in the Illawarra? Yeah? You know that there's been revivals up in the coal mines? A hundred years ago, where God touched the coal mines and the people in the coal mines would use such bad language that when they became Christian, God touched them, the Holy Spirit moved in such a supernatural way, they stopped their language and the donkeys or the mules that used to pull the coal no longer understood their commands because their language was so different. Yeah? Now that happened in the Welsh Revival, but it happened in the Illawarra. We have an inheritance already given to us in our city. We have an inheritance God has for us in the Shalhaven. And it's one that isn't dictated to by society or by statistics or by past experience or by what the media says. It's dictated to by what heaven declares. How do we get this church? How do we actually go? Because we all want it. We go, yes, God. Yes, we want that. We want that to move. You know how? Today, when you go home, shut the door to your bedroom and lift up his holy name. Just because he is worthy. Young people, I encourage you, turn off your phone, go into your bedroom, and just lift up his holy name. Be someone who loves to worship the Lord, the one, the one that is so in love with Jesus that you just want to spend time with him. Hunger for him. And in the newsletter, I spoke a little bit about hunger this week, this month. Maybe next week we'll talk about hunger a bit. But maybe we have to like focus our hunger into what actually is good for our hearts and spirits. Feed on the things of God, not on everything else. You hear me going after social media a bit. I'm not against social media, but I'm telling you, it can be very destructive. It's noise. You don't need to know what someone's eating for lunch. Unless it's amazing. But anyway, mostly it's... Look at my Vegemite sandwich. Yeah, two likes. Fantastic. Yeah. I hope, I just, I hope you're okay with being in a revival church. <laughs> because, because Charlie and I, we're, we're a bit wired differently. We are, we are desperate for God's presence to touch this place, to touch our city. And let me finish with this question. And I said at the start, I don't know if I finished it, but I feel like God's giving us moments of, um, like it's like a dam and there's, it's holding a, bu- a bunch of water behind it and there's like little cracks forming. And every now and then you get like a little like touch, a little like bit of water. And God's like, It's time to just let the damn wall break. Let the rivers of living water break. 
let it break upon you. Um, when I was um, in youth, and Paul and Michelle, I don't think are here, but we, um, we had one night, and there's only a small group of us, maybe 15 of us, um, and we we're praying. And we're in a circle. Might have been in this room. And we were crying out to God. And I would have been like 15, maybe. And we were just genuinely like, forget coolness, who cares? Like, doesn't matter. Like, coolness was crying out to God for a move of God. And God just, just lined me up and just boom, like, just, just hit me. And I just remember, like, I, just, I was just weeping. And I just felt like I saw this vision of this, like, wave, like a, like a tidal wave hitting our nation, hitting and just covering the state and just spreading through our nation. And I just felt like it was a tidal wave of the Holy Spirit. It was this move of God that was coming and just, you know what a title is? Like, it just, everything it touches, it just moves. And I just, as a 15-year-old, I just sat there going, like, just, just, God was just prophesying into my heart. And I remember I told Paul, I was like, I had this vision. He was just like, that's awesome. Like, that's, you know, it's God speaking to you. And I, I my memory isn't often the best, but I remember that. And there's a reason for that. And I want to encourage your hunger that, those dreams, those words, those pr- prophecies, and Smith Wigglesworth said it, that the, 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 the Australia will be known as the great south land of the Holy Spirit. But I want to tell you this. It's just hovering above us. It's just above us. It's so close. It's like we get... How do we get at church? In our personal time this week, we cry out to God. We get back to, we go back to go forward. We get back to, the, to our knees. We get back to prayer. We get back to crying out. We get back to believing revival's real. We get back to letting go of disappointments and saying yes to more of God. Because if the guys up in the coal mines can be so touched by God they can't speak the same language anymore, their language has changed, how much more in our city where our statistics have its own language? Let's change it so the Shalhaven is known of as a place where God sits. Dream again with me, but also lay a hold of this with me because this is our inheritance. (laughs) Why don't you close your eyes with me for a second? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm going to get Alicia up on the keys, if that's okay. That'd be fantastic. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We lift you up your name. We lift up your name. We thank you, Lord. We lift up your holy name. Why don't you just start to lift up his name in this moment? Thank you, Holy Spirit. We just honor you in this place. We thank you for your presence, Lord. We thank you for your goodness, Lord. We thank you for your anointing, God. We thank you for your great kindness. We thank you that you have a plan for our city. You have a plan for this church. You have an anointing and a grace that has been prophesied by our forefathers that today we would step into in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you that the Shalhaven is called to be a church that knows you, that knows your heart, that knows your spirit, that heaven is called to invade our city. Families healed. Depression broken. Suicidal thoughts dissipating. Fresh joy and fresh dream and fresh vision. God, let your presence come. We hunger for more of you. 
Now, if you're in this place and everyone has their eyes closed and you know in your heart that your heart is not close to Jesus right now, maybe you've never given your heart to Him or maybe your heart has, has just taken a step back. In this moment, I want to encourage you, there is grace for you. There is forgiveness for you. There is love for you. And if you're in this place, I just encourage you in this moment, if that's you, just to put your hand up and say, Benaiah, I want to make sure my heart is right with God. Awesome, I see that hand. Anybody else? Awesome. Oh, I see that hand over here. Anybody else? You just want to make sure your heart is right with Him. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Why don't we pray this prayer together? Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus. And today, Lord Jesus, I come back to you. I give you my heart. I give you my life. Forgive me of my sin. And please help me to live a life full of the Holy Spirit and the reality of heaven. In Jesus' name. Who's hungry for more of God here? Who can see our city being touched by God? <laughs> there is just, we're going to finish, but there is just, there is a stirring going on in our nation. Next Sunday, I'll talk, I'll give you an insight. Next Sunday, make sure you're here. But I, there is something, there is an undercurrent I just spent time with 20, 30, 40 pastors and there is a common undercurrent. God is doing something. We'll talk about it next week. Or maybe Wednesday night, actually. Wednesday night, let's have a chat. God is doing something. And hey, I'm telling you, those who have prayed here for years, all you intercessors here, the intercessors, why don't you put your hand up if you've prayed for years for God to move? Yeah, most intercessors are quite like they, they're behind the scenes, they don't really want to. Mostly, they're quite introverted sometimes, anyway. You guys have pioneered something. We are close, don't stop. Don't stop. Prophetic. So I ask her if she's sensing anything. Oh. What is your home of this week, church? Minister to his heart like you never have before. Go home and go to that secret place. Go buy a God chair if you have to. And just sit and let heaven invade earth. We're going to finish the meeting. We're going to pray over you. If you want to get prayer, just want to come down the front here, feel free. We're going to keep it open for a few minutes. Um, otherwise, fellowship outside. 
bless someone in Jesus' name, but let the secret place stir your hearts. One of you, are, if you're married here, take the hand of your spouse. If you're not married and want to be married, take the hand of the person you want to marry, or just put your hand on the shoulder of someone near you. They're going to pray over you right now, the blessing of God. In Jesus, Jesus' powerful name. Father God, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you that it's your kindness that leads us to repentance. And today, Lord, I just declare a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit upon every person here. Father, I thank you that you have encouraged us today, God, to go to the secret place, that there's blessing in the secret place, there's breakthrough in the secret place, that there is gifts and there is outpouring in the secret place. And Father, I pray that would be a church this week who is passionate about seeking you in the secret place. Lord, because we love you, but I pray for anybody this week that you send upon our path, that you would just give us the courage to bring heaven to earth, pray for the sick, minister to those who don't know you. God, we thank you that you are pouring your spirit out. And even when we don't see it, sometimes you are moving. When we don't feel it, sometimes you are moving. God, I thank you that you are here and we thank you for what's to come. In Jesus' powerful name, everyone said, amen. Hey, God bless you tonight. Come along if you want. And Wednesday night is going to be fun. So have a great Sunday. If you want prayer, come down. We'd love to pray with you. In Jesus' name. We hope you were encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more about our church, please go to celebrationchurch.com.au.